and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, and I'm here again with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hi, Brandy. And today we're the Finance Outreach and Compliance Club because we've got <laughs> two guests of our, from our um, FOC group. We've got Jack Jensen and Danielle Hancock, both who, of whom are training and development specialists in FOC. But more importantly for today's purposes, both of whom are lean certified and helping to lead the popular new lean fluency course offered by UVA Finance. Hey guys. Hello. Hi, Brandy. Thank you for being here, even when it's like maybe not your favorite thing to do <laughs> early on a Tuesday morning. Um, so we were, we've actually been chatting in here for um, 20 minutes or so about some of these concepts. And so I feel like we're almost continuing the conversation at this point. Um, we were talking about how this new uh, focus on lean, actually it's not really new for UVA finance. We've always been interested in process improvement, but with finance transformation, the renewed focus on lean concepts has really started to pervade our culture. And that may be a little worrisome or even off-putting to some folks in our audience because you hear that term, lean, and A, you may not be sure what we're talking about. Is that like, you know, we're trying to cut things or people? Or is it um, just a bunch of jargon? I think that's something people worry about too. I mean, you hear terms like Muda and other things that I... Um, Gemba. Yeah, Gemba. Things that are, they sound a little weird and maybe create a barrier between um, people and accessing what's actually going on here. Um, you guys are lean certified, but we are trying to make lean an all access thing. So tell us a little bit more about how the lean concepts are something that people should really look into and think about. I think one of the things you said is that sometimes when you, when you think of lean and all the, the unknown jargon that gets thrown around, it, it kind of puts off people and kind of scares them. Um, but, but lean is really just a simple concept. It's a, it's a way of looking at what you do every day and seeing can you make it better. And just trying to improve your efficiencies by getting rid of unnecessary steps, um, saving materials. Um, it's just a way to, to try to improve what you do. So mm-hmm. it's not a really complicated, hard topic. It's, a, it's just kind of a mindset of doing what you do better. I like that idea of it as a mindset. We were chatting a little bit beforehand. Danielle had sent me a few thoughts ahead of time about that mindset idea that it's almost like, I joked, putting on your lean glasses. Like you look at things differently when you're looking at it through a lean mindset and you get a little better at it as you start to do it. Um, Danielle, you specifically mentioned like the starting with the small things and I maybe let's look, take a, a deeper dive into that for our pod today to maybe introduce people into the what we're talking about here, the, those concepts, like those case in small things that we could all relate to. So um, with the mindset, one of the ideas is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's sort of been pervasive in our culture for a very long time. 
Um, and with lean, you're taking that and saying that's not what, how we want to look at things. Just because it isn't broke doesn't mean there isn't ways to make it better or improve. And so in small terms, when we're looking, I mean, just something small that you can do at your desk. If you have um, file folders that you go to regularly, but it's they're the whole they're the, all the way across your desk, or even in your computer, if you have trouble finding uh, a file, every time you go in, it takes you ten minutes to find a file that you're looking for. Have you been sitting with me in my queue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like these are little things that don't affect anyone but you, mm-hmm. and you can approve. Them. So except for that they suck up your time and they make do. you frustrated. Right. And so but you know in in a world where we're busy and we're thinking about the next thing the next thing the next thing I don't want to take time to sit down and organize my computer files or I don't want to take the time to look at my desk and see how it's working. And the idea with lean um, and using lean principles is giving yourself a little bit of time to look at how you can improve things around you um, will actually save you time in the long run. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that can be on a very small scale or it can be on a much larger scale. I feel like in this pod, Patty, we end up talking a lot about time uh-huh. and like giving yourself permission to have time to do development things and process improvement things. It's becoming quite mm-hmm. a theme. Mm-hmm. It is. We talked about that last time. Yeah, they, like making time for training, making time mm-hmm. to invest in yourself, taking time like for mindfulness activities. And the, now we're talking about making time for improvement and really thinking about how you do things. And so that's one of the big things I think that Lean provides you. If you're willing to put just a little bit of time in the front, it can provide you with more time on the back end. And so, um, for example, one of the things that one of the things that tends to scare people when they hear Lean is they think, oh, they're just trying to get me to improve the process so that they can eliminate my FTE. <laughs> and that's just not the case. It's that it's a conspiracy. Can... <laughs> <laughs> Everything is. Yeah. But in Because what happens when you when you take out that wasteful work is Right. Right. And so people are afraid that it's yeah. going to be this like, oh, they're gonna see that I'm redundant or I'm not necessary or I'm you know but that what but what lean does is it provides you with, okay, you're gonna have to do you may not have to spend you know, an entire day or an entire week on a project that normally took that long time. And instead, you can take the half a day mm-hmm. that it would take, and then you can spend the other half a day more towards innovation, more towards thinking forward, more towards, mm-hmm. you know, other projects that I can do or other things that I can um, make lean. And so it's not about reducing staff. It's about reducing the burden of time for each individual staff person so that they can be forward thinking and be innovators. Um, in that moment. Yeah, I, I think that can be s- scary for people, you know, to think about um, eliminating or not being busy, and so, or not being seen as busy. And so, in a practical matter, um, it sounds great, but when you, when you think about a person doing a job and then saying, well, let me see if I can do this in half the time, well, what am I going to do in the other half of the time? Right. And so, um, I think that's scary to people. Not, not because they're scared of doing it or because they don't want to be more efficient, but they don't want to be seen as expendable or um, not busy and so that, you know, maybe we don't need them for that job. So. And that's where I think the, the idea of the lean culture 
starting, you know, that everyone in the organization believes in the lean culture. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, knowing that this is something that, um, that, that the leadership team is, is on board with and thinks is important, knowing that they're doing this to provide you with time. And mm-hmm. with lean transformation is another thing that we're all, all, everything is going to be a little bit different and we're going to have different tasks brought to us for different purposes to to make this transformation go smoothly and so finding someone that has oh you've got a couple extra hours in your day that you did a great job doing this oh we're going to try to you know see what else we can you know what how else we can use you in a a way that can help the the finance team but it is it's scary I mean Mm -hmm. there's there's no doubt that anything unknown is is, can be Mm -hmm. scary but knowing that the leadership team is on board with it is helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, and knowing too that it's really a desired thing that not only, you know, that you look at your processes and see what can be improved, but that you are part of the transformation process as a whole, looking at the whole thing mm-hmm. and seeing what things can be improved. Because we all have our own brains with our own furniture arranged in a particular way inside of them. And we think about things in unique and interesting ways. And I think that that's been a focus of transformation here in the pre-planning stages that um, it seems like it really is something that the leadership team desires like to have that have people driving it and telling people the 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 guiding team or whatever that really hasn't been formed yet (laughs) like that we drive the bus a little bit and decide what where we go what needs to be improved I mean there are a few things that we know need to happen but as far as the, all the other stuff I don't know it's it's up in the air now it's for us to decide and Jack you had an example in the lean fluency class of that I thought was really good um, a good illustration of how this works because you talked about finding a, a, a thing that could be improved in the e-sharp process and it wasn't even mm-hmm. like you were just involved in a little piece of that and you ended up looking at the whole and seeing some really legit improvements that could be made, if you don't mind talking about that a little bit. Sure. When we went through the lean certification class, we had to do a project, and um, I was involved in the ESHAR process from approving the training standpoint, but that's really my piece. And, you know, when I started, I got trained on how to do that, and I didn't question it. I just did it. Um, But because it was something that I really had a piece of almost every day, Uh, as we were looking to do a project, that's what I started looking at. And being able to kind of take a snapshot of the whole process and not only my piece of it, but the entire process from when a supervisor or employee submits an eSharp request until it's finally granted, and being able to kind of map that out and look at it from a, a big picture standpoint and pull up some data and kind of see is this an efficient process, it really became clear that there were some inefficiencies in it. And it wasn't necessarily just my area of the training approval that I saw the inefficiencies, although there were some things that I changed on how I did it as far as notifying um, the employees that they had been granted the access. But it, it just gave a, that big picture and allowed me as just a piece to affect kind of the whole process. Right. And, and I think it's important that, um, as we were talking about earlier, I wasn't the owner of eSharp. Mm-hmm. Um, we wish you were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but it was something that I didn't just rely on the owner to try to improve it. I was a part of the process, so let, I just took it upon myself for this project to see where I could see efficiencies and then bring those to the attention of the, the stakeholders in each group. I, th I think it's a good example because it's a, it's a, it was, it's a system and a process that we, that we can't affect large-scale change. We can't change that system. Correct. We, we, that's not going to happen right now. And, we, and you and we have been told that, and that's fine. But I think it's a good example of a case where you found some inefficiencies and were able to make changes, even in a system that we, um, we need to continue using for now. And so, um, so it's not something that we can just say, okay, scrap this, go right. with something else, um, but where you can make changes that actually have a pretty great impact um, just by, you know, highlighting something in an email or right. um, sending a, a, an additional email or the, some of the things that you did change, I think have a, a huge impact. And it was something that, you know, eSharp had been around for, I don't know how many years, from what, yeah. 06 or something like that? Yeah, more than 10 years. So, um, yeah. And like I said, when I first started doing it, I didn't know any better. I just did it. That's yeah. how I was trained to do it. I just did the process and didn't think anything of it. And it was really when I took that step back and looked at it in a broader sense that I started seeing some of the inefficiencies mm -hmm. that could be improved and either no one had looked at it or everyone just took it for granted that this is how it was supposed to be done because it's always been done this way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a mindset that Hopefully the lean culture will change where people won't just think, oh, it's always been done this way. The person that I that was in this position before taught me how to do it this way, therefore I have to do it this way. And instead Right, or ins or yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, or thinking Right. Yeah. Can can I do it different? Right. And it may different? and it may be that there's something that hems it in or something that means it has to be done that way. Maybe. Right. That's but what it, I was but that's okay what I was gonna to say. Ask. That's Absolutely. what I was gonna yeah. say. Um, I was around for the beginning of that mm -hmm. process, and so I know the reason why things were decided right. the way they were decided. But that doesn't mean you can't revisit those things, right. because um, things have and did in the eSharp world change since yeah. the implementation of it. And so it's a great example of ask questions. And it can feel really that. crummy to be a part of a process day in and day out that feels wasteful yeah. of your time and of other people's time. And that's what's nice and empowering about Lean is that it opens up the field to everyone and says, let's make it better. How can you be a part of changing that? And with Jack's example, he couldn't fix the whole thing. I mean, it's a it's a program. It, it has lots of moving parts, but he could fix a corner of it and make a part of it better. Well, and the yeah. other thing about Jack's example is that, yes, he couldn't change eSharp or the mm -hmm. big system or yeah. anything like that, but the, the, the process he went about finding the information that he found, he, he changed his small world, but he also found a lot of good information that can be helpful and be used good in point, the next Danielle. iteration yeah. of whatever comes after eSharp. Mm -hmm. And that may not right. be this year, 
it may be next year or the year after. But that information, so it's not, it wasn't wasted time no. by any means. That mm-hmm. information is good information and can be then, you know, a talking point when the next system comes up. Yeah, that's say, a great point. Yeah, yeah. that it, you know, that it's, yeah, he, he was only able to change a small piece, but that it will be a longer... Mm-hmm. He fed into the collective common good for yeah. the future. <laughs> well, and the other thing I think was important is I was willing to ask questions. And I think it's important that everyone, even if they're just a small piece of a process, to question things. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And, and I, it really needs to come the mindset from top down that it's okay for, for me to go to Kelly and question things that she has implemented. Mm-hmm. Right. And Kelly's not going to be offended by that. She's not going to... Um, question who are you to question this yeah yeah Kelly's really like that (laughs) yeah Kelly may not be the best example (laughs) she's great like that but but, um Kelly are you listening um so um but um what I was going to say is you also had the advantage of being somewhat new and so you had the you know learning and Mm -hmm. I'm new to the university I'm new to this process and so let me ask the questions because I'm, you know, in right. that position to be able to do that. Um, and that can work for and against you. But, but still, it's, um, it, it's, a, it's a really good example of a, of a process that you could affect some and pretty it, and large And it's even by change. asking the questions, it may be that the answer back to me is, no, we can't change this because. Right. But and, at that, least, and that's great. And then at least you, you know, find too. Then I know. Yeah. And, but it, it just gets that conversation going and yeah. gets everyone involved in, the, mm-hmm. in improving what we do here. Yeah. Could we go a little bit deeper? And, um, you know, we've alluded to some of those terms like Muda and Gemba and Kaizen and Fifi Fofum and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, what are, I, I like the idea. And then not that we're going to go in depth, because if you would like to go into further depth, you need to attend <laughs> Lean Fluency. It's really good. It's, it's not a drag at all on your, t- if you're looking at the time length thinking, oh man, I don't know about that. It's a really good class. Um, ask anybody who's gone, they'll tell you it's awesome. And they're not being paid because the podcast has no budget. <laughs> so what I would like for us to maybe chat about, if you guys are willing, is like, what are we looking for? Like, when you talk, we've, we've talked a lot about lean and process improvement, but, and Jack talked about finding, you know, some inefficiencies, but what kinds of things are you looking for? You know, mit, like, extra steps, wasted time, just go. What are we talking about? Uh, I'm not exactly sure I understand the question. Um, well, when you, when you start a lean process, what, are, what kinds of things, uh, those inefficiencies, what are examples of some stuff that we're, we're looking for in a process? Um, so, well, I mean, the one way, so there are many tools that can help you in the process. So, um, you know, an A3 and, a, and can help you sort of start getting your thoughts down. Uh, Jack presents on process mapping, which I think is a great um, tool to use to get your to start looking at your processes so um, writing down each step of a process and then you know looking at that to see where what steps are value which steps have value or we call them value added 
um, steps, where is waste? And right. so looking at the different types of waste, I mean, there are seven different types of waste and whether you know all seven or don't know all seven or whether a waste fits into one category versus another is not important. It's whether or not you can recognize that something is wasteful. Um, and then once you sort of get that idea of the process, you can look at that and, and, and get a better idea of, oh, do I really need to do it that way? Or, you know, can I do it a different way? And so there, I mean, thinking about the types of waste can help, you know, is, is transportation, am I, you know, moving things a lot? Or motion, am I doing a lot of searching and looking and moving around physically? Um, do I have a lot of work in progress that's never getting out to my customer? Am I, am I just yes. churning? Yeah. And not really providing anything to the, to the people out, um, whoever your customer is, it's people in departments or whoever that may be. Um, and, and defects, you know, just the, you know, am I making a lot of errors? Is this process leading to a lot of, um, incorrect information or errors being put out there? Um, so I think one of the best ways to start is to process map and to get that idea and that sense of what what do I actually do? <laughs> and so people laugh and in our Lean Fluency class, we watch a video of people making toast. Oh gosh, that is so stressful to watch. <laughs> and it is completely over-exaggerated and ridiculous on some level. But sitting back as as a observer of this process, you're getting in, to see each single part of the process. Sometimes it's hard to sort of remove ourselves Absolutely. from something that we're so in the woods with. Yeah. Um, so like taking a step back and really getting an idea of each piece of the process. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say is some. It, I think it's actually you give these. It, we use the example of the toast video in the in the lean fluency class. But I think sometimes it is good to start, you know, especially those of us who aren't really that familiar with lean and haven't been lean certified. Um, it is good to think about some of those things we do at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I think about that all the time now. <laughs> you know, when I'm thinking about like when I'm cooking and my counter where I prepare stuff to yeah. put in the pan is across the kitchen. Right. When I could move everything if I could move the dirty dishes out of the way to right next to the stove, you know, so it's those kinds of things. And I think about it now all the time where I used to not think <laughs> about it. My husband was not <laughs> impressed the other day when I told him he, it was not a lean process. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The way that he was doing something. My husband like, might kill me if I, <laughs> if I said that. But, but, um, but, and I'm Try not suggesting that people folks. start creating like these Kanban <laughs> boards and all the stuff That's at true. home, which some people said they have done, which might be a little over the top, but, um, but I, I'm not suggesting that, but I am saying is think about it in all aspects of your life. And maybe sometimes it is easier to kind of jump in with something that you do every day. Um, yeah. Whether at work at home. Well, and a lot of times it's maybe the stuff at home is maybe not as complex right. Right. as the stuff yeah. you do at work. And so it's a little bit easier to start with a less complex yes. um, and things that you know have inefficiencies in them. But but your um, example of the files on your computer or the files, the physical files that might be across the, you know, or maybe even another part of the building mm -hmm. where maybe you could get them to be right next to you if you need to. Or, um, or one thing I think about is like passwords. How often do you waste your time um, 
finding a password or, or clicking on forgot password because you can't remember it when there are, you know, password management there's, systems. There's if some you things take that time forgot my password it. is my password. Right? <laughs> like, that's the process every time. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are examples where, you know, if you just take some time up front. Yep that you can make that process much better. And you know what I'm thinking about a bit as we talk about some of these like little improvements, little incremental things, is I think about Office 365 and making the jump into that. There are some tools within Office 365 that really can help you with some of this organization and project management type stuff. When you started talking about the Kanban boards, I used the planner feature in there for myself and for teams. And just that the functionality within Teams too. It can shave a lot of time and frustration in small ways. But it takes yeah. some time up front to learn it. To get in there and learn it. Well and, to, and you bring up a good example of Office three sixty five because they're using lean concepts all yeah. over the yes. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't have to be called a specific thing. It doesn't have to be called Muda. It doesn't have to be right. called Kaizen. It doesn't have to be called Tim Wood and even, all this stuff. Even we, called lean. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be called lean. Right. It's it's the whole concept of process improvement, right. uh, continuous improvement, right. and efficient. It sounds efficiency. like it could be called common sense. <laughs> <laughs> like stepping back and really thinking about how you do stuff and why and what right. it's really doing and what it's really adding. It's, and point. it's funny when I, I was just thinking when I look at like the E Sharp example again, some of the things I changed maybe saved me 30 seconds. Those add up. But I do it dozens of times a day. Yep. And you know, that 30 seconds all of a sudden becomes a half an hour. And you know, you said, there. you said too, Jack, that you started sending emails to people. So it sounds like there was also, it was a savings of time to you, but you also provided better service. Service to hopefully save them time as well. Yeah, yep. important stuff. This feels like a, a natural, place to maybe leave off our because we're running on like 25 minutes a natural place to maybe leave off our conversation for today um, before we start talking about a few resources that we're going to offer any any parting thoughts guests of mine and Patty's I, I would encourage people to come to the lean fluency class um, yeah it really is for so a couple reasons one it I think we're going to be pushing for everybody mm -hmm. to have at least that level of lean knowledge um, and, and I would say too like so. even if you're a person I think of myself sometimes as diff my role is a little different than what a lot of other financial people mm -hmm. might think might be I'm a communications person I do not do math I do not think of things <laughs> in the same way a lot of people think and um, it it would be easy for me to think oh, I don't need to be a part of that because yeah. like what I but everybody has tasks and processes yeah. number one mm -hmm. and number two Finance transformation really is asking everybody to look at things from their perspective and see what maybe they can contribute and what might be good. We all do serve um, stakeholders at the university, within our own organization, and we all have a stake in it. So there isn't anyone, I don't think, that could really say, oh, this is probably not anything I yeah. need to get involved so, in. So one, it may be, um something that we're all encouraged to take at least that level. Right. But then two, to your point that you just made, um, I, I think it's helpful to everybody to kind of learn the language. 
Um, and then and another, it feels good to be able to change stuff. Right. We don't have one scheduled yet, but we'll be yeah. talking soon about yeah. when that will be. It will be. It will be soon. Okay. Well, um, and then one other thing is the uh, Erica read our other colleague read um, the Lean Anthology book that mm-hmm. you all got yep. during yep. Um, the, certification. the certification, and she said that was excellent. So that I think mm-hmm. that was another that easy to read kind of yep. gives you the concepts, yep. gives you stories. <laughs> yeah, maybe Lean for Dummy. Um, I so, think I actually have that. <laughs> um, so that could be another resource that people have, not only to take the Lean Fluency class, but kind of to learn more about it with a kind of easy, easy, easy reading book to help learn more about it. This has been so fun. The time has flown. This is the longest podcast ever, but um, it doesn't feel like it was a strain at all. So um, we'll link some of those things down in the show notes. Um, there's some good lynda.com content on this. Um, as Patty said, do think about taking that Lean Fluency course because it's it's really a lot of great information and it was just pleasant. It was a good time. Um, a lot of good information from a lot of different um, presenters. You won't be bored. Thank you guys for being here with us today. It was fun. Thanks you audience for joining us again for Finance Matters. You can read more about what finance is up to on the finance blog and know when we're doing new classes and having um, things that you might want to take part in. If you've got an idea for a podcast or you know somebody who's doing good work out there on the operational side of things at UVA, do let us know. You can reach me or Patty via email or tweet us at UVA underscore finance. That's all for now. Until next time, do good work, look for Muda, because what you're doing matters.